Welcome to the greatest book club in the universe. I am Malcolm Russell Nelson, and I am here with Eric Azana and Jacob Brown. Say hi, Hello. Eric. Hello. Say hi, Jacob. Hi. And we are here every week, every Friday. We're going to be covering this. Is, this is it. This is beginning, you know, but I'm really, I'm really excited to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, with the recent release of the Invincible TV show, uh, the three of us decided we should jump in and cover, uh, cover the Invincible comics. So we are going to be talking about every single volume, every single issue of Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker and Ryan Otley's Invincible. Right. See, yeah. That, see, I was, I was pausing because, like, on the show, oh, like, you know, every time they say his name, that's oh, when, like, right. The sorry, sorry, sorry. Up. My bad. My bad. So, my bad. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll so. get, we'll get it next wait, week. We'll get it next week. Guys, so, has it? Haven't we? Haven't we done this before? What are you talking that, about? What do you mean? This, this is. We've been doing this for a while. You, I you haven't have read Invincible. Done, yeah, I've only I, read like. like the first couple volumes yeah like we we have jacob we we've read invincible but eric has that's kind of the whole point of the, the show whole reason that we were doing this wait, wait a minute wait a minute i thought wait a minute am i having deja vu here we we we've been we've been doing this for like for like 20 weeks now at this point like what are you this, talking about what do you mean, like, what do you mean? no the show was like back in march and we started this yeah like, it's right it's in march. march dude it's what? march uh what uh, but but the calendar it's almost halloween and what the, are you talking about dude halloween's in october y- yeah it's march no we've been we we're almost like to the end here we're like on the we're on the next chapter the 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 21st the 22nd volume i believe of uh, wait there's 22 volumes of this book no there's more but there's there's, there's more but don't worry about that don't don't look ahead Wait, no. no, but if there's like 22, that's a lot of time commitment, guys. What's going on? Am I, am I, am I, am I, free, am I freaking out right now? Am I having a stroke? Is this the stroke show right now? Because I, I feel Or are we rebooting? Rebooting. Rebooting. I really want to play like the reboot theme song. Do you guys remember that reboot cartoon? <laughs> oh <my> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deep cut. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, uh, didn't Dan DiDio used to work on that show? Uh, let's not talk about that. So welcome back to the Geeksplain Book Club. Of course we know where we are. Of course we know what time we are. Um, this is the latest edition of the Geeksplain Book Club where we are going through Invincible. I, alongside my fellow rebooted and now currently alive Guardians of the Globe, Malcolm Russell Nelson and Jacob Brown, have oh. been going through this this uh this series and we are rounding about to the end here it's uh lots of stuff's been going down um last volume was kind of a palate cleanser for the volume before it um and this one is going to kick back into high gear um i'm just going to preface this right now you could probably tell i'm a little low energy uh if you listen to our regular pod or my regular podcast um i have been in and out of urgent care this week so i am not doing super well but i am on the recovery i'm on the upswing and i had to get on mic to talk with my boys about this freaking comic um so forgive me if i get a little low energy but 
I know that the initial shock of Jacob walking into a rebooted universe is going to carry us through energy wise. So yeah. Yeah. So people <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's go ahead and dive into it. Chapter one twenty one. chapter one twenty one guys, this is, this is wild. So we're on a uh, volume 22. This is uh, issues 121 through 126, I believe. And uh, in chapter 121, we get the cover right away telling us, oh, wait, we're going back to Earth a lot sooner than I thought we were going uh-huh. to last week. And Which, again, the subtitle on the cover for this one is... Yes, please. Uh, so the, the cover image is uh, new fancy dark robot, if you will, uh, holding up the bloodied immortal. Uh, and the tagline says, oh, what are you so worried about? He's called the immortal, right? So uh, that puts Woof. you in a mood when you Woof. go into the issue. <laughs> and it pretty much picks up exactly where the right cover there. is, yeah. which is which I love that. super cool. Um, Robot is in the middle of destroying the home of Immortal and Duplicate. Duplicate is able to use her duplicates to tackle some of the other drones while she gets their children away uh robot however has uh apprehended immortal and immortal is basically like you know what as long as my family gets away you can have me whatever back to the pentagon uh immortal is escorted not just by the robot drones but also by the turncoat himself zendel oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hate this guy hate shouldn't this we call guy. him like benedict now or something like that <laughs> yeah benedict benvincible benvincible yeah so benvincible is uh taking immortal to be locked up with his fellow guardians of the globe and we get our first glimpse since their imprisonment of brit monster girl uh chupacabra i can't remember her name i'm so sorry uh, Le uh, Brusier, uh pegasus. pegasus pegasus thank you pegasus the brusier and our boy who's been lying in wait the most powerful character in the universe kaboomerang <laughs> kaboomerang kaboomerang's seeing how this plays out before he steps in because he knows mm. that any choice that he makes is universe altering mm. are you so, still a fan of kaboomerang after this issue you know i I believe we're going to get to it, but I believe there's a greater plan in place. So I have faith in the Kaboomerang. He never blows early. So (laughs) so Immortal calls for, you know, calls for the he's like everyone back of yourselves. And he suddenly like explodes. Like, I guess so tight. He smuggled a bomb inside his stomach. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because he knew he'd live through it. And he's straight up Harvey Dent's Ben Vincible, as yeah. well as freeing the other members of the uh, of the Guardians. And so they're yeah. able to escape. Yeti is also there. Uh, his Let's face talks about weird. Yeti's new face. Yeah, his new face looks new weird. Face. His face looks like a cat. Yeah, he looks like a giant cat. Like a jack giant cat face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks it's more weird. Like- Looks more like the abominable snowman from Monsters Inc. There, he's a yes. yeah, except with a, a nose. I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a little bitty cat nose. So as they're making their escape, they see that they also run into Monster Girl's son, mm-hmm. and he joins up. I love that. 
he's on i love this exchange he's like will you help us and he says nothing would make me happier father so fucking cool cool. he's fucking cool (laughs) so everybody's freed they're he's also bigger than monster girl that's another thing he's huge much bigger and so they're fighting their way out they're surrounded uh da sinclair drops in the rihanna men to give them backup super freaking cool um I thought it was weird when they first cut to him, the angle, <laughs> how that he's they sitting. Were. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, that's weird. And then I realized, oh, wait a second. Uh-huh. So until we Love. get there, though, we have one of my favorite moments where Monster Girl uses Brit as a flail. Yeah, so good. I love it. He's just like, do it. It just whips him around. (laughs) I want to see more of this in Avengers books with Jessica Jones whipping around Luke Cage's body. Yes. Picking him up by the ankles and just like throwing him around while he is (laughs) going limp and flailing in the air. Yes. So the they're getting overrun there's too many robot drones and then da sinclair pulls out his backup plan which is white room white, white room the baby. entire building pretty genius so freaking cool he rewrites it to be the entire building instead of that one room so everyone is trying to get out however um, once they do get out, that just still leaves the problem of D.A. Sinclair and robots like, I'm going to find you. We're going to like take you out. I know that you're part of this. And it's Sinclair's like, I have no doubt. That's why. Well, I won't be there for any punishment. Have a nice day. D.A. Sinclair signing off. And he just launches himself out in a rocket. Just right out of the middle of the Pentagon, which King is so shit. awesome. King shit. King shit. <laughs> like it's the most I've ever liked. Him. It is genuinely so cool. the most I've yeah. ever liked him. How, how amazing was that? He just redeemed himself for this one little fact. You know? It was one moment. Just so for tight. one moment. Meanwhile, yeah. uh, Harvey Denvincible is left back at the Pentagon <laughs> with robot. Jeez. And. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I I have to say it. I just read Batman 89 issue three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 He's like, he's been burned. His entire right side of his face and part of his uh, body has been burned. And Robot's able to fix it, which I feel like is kind of weird. He's like, we can fix it. Calm down. And Zendel says, no, I deserve this. This is who I am. The things I've done, this better reflects what's on the inside. And he kind of like skulks off while they begin the rebuild. Isn't that interesting? Very yeah. interesting. I'm curious to see what he does next. If we get a. Well, obviously he goes on a rampage because he develops a split personality and he just starts like going into a life of crime to with double yeah. digits of like things of twos now. Yeah. yeah. What basically. you don't see is he just picked up a quarter off the floor and was like, oh, Shit, like you're right. <laughs> yeah. And now he's going to be like, invincible with two eyes. Ah. <laughs> invincible. That's why they're going to call him Tommy two times, two times. Tommy you know? two times, two times. So <laughs> um, we find our squad kind of in hiding trying to collect themselves um uh brit in street clothes looking exactly like and spoilers 
for those of you who haven't watched F9, the Fast Saga, but looking exactly like oh. Jason Statham at the end of that movie. So uh, true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. yeah. So Which true. I thought God. was hysterical. <laughs> also, new casual cosplay idea. Oh, yeah. Nice. Looks oh, very yes. comfy. Yes, yes, yes. It looks Absolutely. very comfy. And so uh, Brit kind of heads back to this underground bunker oh, yeah. where everybody's kind of recovering. Um, Sinclair has stitched Immortal back together. Uh, Monster Girl's having a little come to Jesus moment with her son, uh-huh. um, which I thought was cool about this too. Um, he says, uh, da, 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 da. it's like, that, that is a pain I've known all too well, all my life. It's fear, fear of yourself. Fear of the things you know your hatred will allow you to do. Fear that will keep you from doing them. It means you're a good person. And yeah. like this mm-hmm. distinction is very important. I love Monster that. Girl. Yeah. Because yeah. like at any point, you know, she could have been on uh, on robot side. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she didn't and she isn't means something. Which brings us to the little dinner that everybody has little uh, post breakout team meeting when sandwiches and chips. That's sandwiches and always, chips. It's always yeah. They stop with like some EGs. This is like oh this is, man, I miss EGs. This is like oh a, man, that's oh that's what's <laughs> uh, okay. You know what? That's what that I'm was just gonna deep, go on an aside here. Arizona cut. That was a deep Arizona cut. Something that fucking sucks about living in LA is there's no EGs. And it yeah. bothers the shit out of me because <laughs> that shit is amazing. I want, I want an EG's right now. I want <laughs> a turkey grinder style, no cheese, no pickles, large fry, and a strawberry EG. Stacked. Mm, Stacked. Mm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, but anyway, oh, while the guardians are eating their EG's, they're um, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> Robot shows up, <laughs> just uses Seriously, his little where, his little Cecil door to get in. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, he loves using those doors. Remember when we were told it costs like six million dollars every every time, time it's used doors, and Robot yeah. uses those doors so liberally because he's basically like, "Who's going to tell me the budget? Who's going to mm-hmm. be brave enough to tell me the budget before one I guess of my they are saving? I guess they are saving the money literally everywhere else. <laughs> I guess he's like, yeah. "Now I've got all this yeah, extra cash." Yeah. So <laughs> robot steps in. I love that uh, that best tiger immediately draws his gun. He's got a shot on him. Clean shot. Yep. And so every, you know, robot gives his pitch and he says kind of the same thing that he said to Invincible where he's like, like it or not, we got results. You know, this sucks. I hate that this has driven a wedge between us and maybe it's not the most ethical thing, but look, I did what we've always been trying to do, and you could be part of that. And then we see the Guardians leave. Half of the Guardians joins Robot's side, that half including Brit, Pegasus, Cat Yeti, Chupacabra. I knew not to trust Chupacabra. And Kaboomerang. There you go again. Who I know. Who I know. Kaboomerang is just being a double agent. He's going to be their man on the inside going forward. Well, he's looking after Chupacabra, obviously. He should have stayed with his best friend, Best Tiger, but them being best friends, Best Tiger Uh, knows what he's up to. And Outrun. 
and outrun. Outrun his sticks gal with them. Friday. His gal out, Friday. Outrun, you're right. Outrun, outrun stays with the resistance. The, yeah, stays with the resistance. Yeah. So it's Immortal, Monster Girl, Outrun, Best Tiger, D.A. Sinclair, and Duplicate are the ones that are left. Back on Telescria yeah. for chapter 122, um, we find Alan. We find Alan talking to the rest of the council. They're, everybody's kind of freaked out about the fact that Thrag essentially Thrag has essentially <laughs> this, you know, roaming Viltramite farm just perusing and carousing around the galaxy. So mm-hmm. everyone's like, no, whatever, this is bullshit. You know, we got to figure this out. And uh, Alan talks to one of the representatives from uh, Battle Beasts Planet. And they have a conversation where, you know, there's they talk about, you know, all the suffering and battles that he went through. And this was very interesting to me. Um, Alan says, were there ever any others like him on your planet? And the representative says, never. His ferocity has yet to have a match among our people. But there is but prophecy. A prophecy of another. Prophecy. Another there is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that so much because that's so sci-fi. So sci-fi. That's so sci-fi. And it's like, yeah. what? What is that? What does that mean? We won't find out in this volume. Spoilers. Um, but we find that uh, Alan is talking to. Uh, Olivier and uh, Mark, a.k.a. Nightwing and Flamebird. And two of them are basically like, you know, just kind of giving him the report. And Alan's, you know, asking, hey, you know, how's uh, how's adjusting? You know, did you take I love this. Did you take Eve and Tara to the Greenlands like I suggested? How was it? And Mark's like, uh and then the page turn is them just (laughs) fighting off these gigantic monsters and alice just like oh no it's like i've been so busy i didn't realize it was thorg season that that's the cover of this issue it is like them sitting having a nice picnic while this giant thorg is right behind them uh which the cover tagline is man is that poor baby going to be in mortal danger every issue maybe shut up <laughs> oh that's amazing <laughs> i just i just love i i mean who hasn't been in alan's position where yeah. he's like so busy with stuff that he has just no concept of time yeah. it's like oh god right oh, i forgot that yeah. place closed sorry <laughs> yeah bad. i totally forgot that place closed yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i love it that totally sharing across last issue and this issue um the covers also tie into the story Mm-hmm. That's really cool. We don't always get that, which I really like. They are yeah. going to do that for a lot of the rest of the run. Love it. Love that. So yeah. uh, even even Olivier's like, damn, Alain, Terra could have been killed. And just... <laughs> Zut <Zutala! laughs> So uh, they're basically like, hey, Alan's like, I am so sorry. Uh, that's on me. My bad. Um, but hey, you know, tonight it's on me. We're we're still on. You know, and they're going to essentially a space opera. And it's, they, it's Revenge of the Sith. 
It's the scene from Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the same. It's, it's, it's have you ever heard of the tragedy, <laughs> tragedy of Vegas the Wise? Plague the Wise. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> when I read this, that's all I could hear was that exact sound. <laughs> that is maybe one of the greatest sci-fi ideas ever. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's so good. Seriously. Mark's just like, is it possible to learn this power? <laughs> Olivier says, not from a uh, non Frenchman. Did you say Voltramite? <laughs> I thought you were say Voltramite. Um, on the way, we get this cute little moment, too, where there's like, there's a hobo. They're like, yeah, a little help. And Eve's just like, do not. I, I cannot deal with whatever this is. Yeah. And some He's other alien going to eat it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and some other alien comes by. It's like, oh, yeah, he helps him up. And then the alien copies exactly. his DNA. And again, it's Mess just one it of those moments where it's like, alien planet. It's an alien planet. It's, it's an, an alien, alien planet. planet. It's an alien planet. <laughs> so they get, yeah. so they get to the opera. I love Olivier's so drip in this. I, I love all the costuming here. I think everyone looks amazing. So freaking good. And I love the awkward, like, Hi, hello. Oh yeah, with Olivier's uh, girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> they're not on good terms yeah. after it was revealed yeah. that it really was her cooking. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't know if we even mentioned. Like it was her cooking that caused Tara to yeah. seize up. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just wasn't yeah. prepared all the way, so yeah. it, it caused her to seize up. Yeah, right. But yeah, so mm. we cut over Gosh, to another planet. She's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah look at her she's adorable too they draw her so cute yeah like, she's, she's an adorable little baby she's got a little headband it's the best she's got a little yeah. headband and the pigtails oh i love her and so meanwhile speaking of Viltra, my babies uh we cut to another planet <gasps> where there's a lot of them now there's uh-huh. a lot of little thrag olivier juniors uh-huh um a little frenchman a little fr- a lot of little baguettes. Oh, a lot of little buns in the oven. A lot of little soldiers. Tons of Napoleon. That is a just full roaming. bakery right there. That's a full bakery. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Baker's dozen beyond that. Time six. There goes the... Th- no. Um, so... They're resting for a moment. Mama's little baby love shortening, shortening. Mama's little baby love shortening. Bread. <laughs> Thrag comes out and he uh, he's basically like, "Look, we gotta go. We gotta be loaded up soon so we can get out of here." And uh, there's this moment, this very interesting moment where you know one of the mothers is like, "Why can't we have more time?" And Thrag, you know, explains to her like, "We need to go. The eyes are on us." And she says, "I understand, Monarch." And he says, thank you. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. weirds me the fuck out. Isn't that interesting? I hate when you do yeah. this. You won't even no, give me a week of peace. Is, no, this is just showing this. that there is character progression with him. True. Yeah. It's just also, proving the point that there's always going to be character progression with the Viltrumites. You just true. have to humanize them. You just and have he's to become wait a, while. a father on multiple levels. You know? He has become the patriarch of this new civilization. Yeah. So we do it's see that someone's spying on him. And mm-hmm. then we cut back to, okay, I just got to say, there is a way to get ever. that jacket from Alan. 
Oh, that's amazing. That is some uh, Alex Summers drip. That's I, all I can think is that is what <laughs> Alex Summers should have been wearing at the Hellfire Gala. It should have been. No, that. I loved his Hellfire Gala. Me, me this too. Is what he should be but wearing all the time. Lean dog. Oh yeah. my god! This so should be his normal cool. suit. Oh, that'd be sick. <laughs> that'd be sick. <laughs> surprise, surprise! Tara did not enjoy the opera because it was there... just <laughs> people are talking behind her about bringing people back from the dead and just all the stuff. Not good. Not good it's content not, for a, not good for a toddler. Not good for a baby. And so not good for babies. It's like yeah. intermission and they're just like, hey, we're going to get out of here. And I love this panel in the center where Olivier is like, <laughs> we are going to get dinner after. Can't you hang out a little more? And his girlfriend's just like, yeah, yes, please. please. Come. I want <laughs> her to be voiced by Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> because this oh, is nice. hardcore nice. Aubrey Plaza uh, energy. Uh, I had Chelsea Peretti in my head. Also, either Which is one a I would similar be okay vibe. With. Yeah. yeah, I would yeah. love either yeah. one of them. And yeah. so they're like, "Hey, you know what? We're just we're gonna go." And they're like, "Hey, you know, maybe we can get you a babysitter." And it's that it's that classic new parent thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. where they're not able to do like all the stuff that they want to do on a normal <laughs> basis. And so we cut to another uh, scouting mission. Uh, Nightwing and Flamebird are on the case. Hell yeah. And they <laughs> yes. arrive <laughs> to this illegal Canslock farm. They show up. They're like, you know what? Uh, we don't need to call this in. Let's just wrangle this. And then they let out the fucking Rancor to keep mm-hmm. that Star Wars comparison going. This thing. <laughs> yeah. Rhinox yeah. equals Rancor, for sure. Rhinox sure. absolutely same, equals Rancor. It's the same thing. Yeah. But I love that it also shouts yeah. Rhinox. Like it's a Pokemon. Yeah. I I do love that it shouts Rhinox. Yeah, Rhinox. Me too. Rhinox. What is this thing? Rhinox. It's a it's a Rhinox. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. funny. Very funny. <laughs> I love it. So they're able to eventually disable this thing, and then we get a really sad scene for me. Um, I just, you know, Eve's finally put Tara down for her nap. She goes out to the balcony to, you know, just enjoy the weather. And then this fucking thing just <laughs> hops down. This would be terrifying, right? This is yeah. so scary. Not only that. This offspring of Batara basically just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> so it looks it's like just... it throws up on the uh-huh. balcony. She's like, oh, my God. Then the other side of it perks up. It's a bird, which means it just shit on her balcony. That's what shit acid. Yeah, Yeah. it's not even throw up. It's just straight up shit. It's so horrible. (laughs) Shit on her balcony, yelled at her and then flew away. (laughs) Just left. (laughs) She reacts in the same way that I would. Just I hate the stupid planet. (laughs) So Olivier and uh, Mark show back up. Olivier been making gains. Mm-hmm. Boy's looking swole. Yeah, boy looks good. Mm-hmm. And so they go back to file their report. They're talking to Alan, and Alan's like, "Hey, look, we know where Thrag is. We've, you know, 
space racer is intercepting with a team you know he's gonna lay low he's gonna hang back and see what happens and you know hopefully he remains undetected again another great page turn where we see space racer space didn't racer. remain undetected his entire team has been wiped out he's the only one left and thrag is in hot pursuit yep yeah, yeah. thrag looking healthy again too yeah, yeah. That's, that's scary thing. it's definitely not good <laughs> So that brings us to chapter uh, 123. Uh, a great cover of Mark standing uh, in front of Eve and Tara, holding his mask, kind of contemplating, like, do I stay or do I go? And the bottom of it says, look out. This issue is as awesome as this cover is misleading, which is pretty accurate. Yeah. Because we go to next bit, And I mean, he's he's telling them, like, I, I got to go. Like, I, I got to do this thing, you know? <laughs> It's very familiar territory with Mark. Mark is choosing his responsibility over his family again. Exactly. You know, which is upsetting. Yeah, absolutely it is. And it's, but what I think is interesting is we've seen now the growth in their relationship Mm -hmm. in that Eve understands. She hates it, but she understands. And she knows that, you know, this is a, universe threatening deal this isn't just like a personal vendetta this isn't like this is a very real threat that could bring harm to our child this is an angstrom yeah yeah. this is real yeah so you need to do what you need to do and he's like okay cool and she then goes like but hey i fucking hate it here man like i really fucking hate it here you've got like shit to do I love our daughter, but like that's all i get to do and i fucking hate it here and he's like you know what I'll watch Tara for the day. You you take a day off. And she's like, Mark, you you have to go fight Thrag. And he's like, they're doing mission prep today. Space Racer is watching him lying low. We don't leave until late tonight. Go. And she just leaves. Doesn't even take a chance. She's like, all right, I'm out. Uh, (laughs) And so we get it. That was was fast. (laughs) I always forget that she has a replacement leg. Yeah. Until I wind up seeing it in like oh, a page yeah. like this where like she's You're wearing like, a oh, skirt yeah. and she's got like the robot leg there. And I'm like, oh my God, right. She she got her leg ripped off. I totally forgot about it. Yeah, that. she got a robo <laughs> leg. <laughs> yeah. So then we get a great little uh two-page deal where we get to see each of their days. Mm-hmm. Eve gets to explore the city, she gets to shop, she gets to snack on the local food, watch a band, play chess against an old alien in the park. Mm-hmm. Presumably, an art show. Yeah. Uh, Check out banging in some dress. I was gonna say, look great in this dress. Yeah, look, looking banging. Yeah, like did some shopping. She even mm-hmm. went to what looks like a sushi place. Like I don't know why this screams sushi to me in the bottom left. It looks actually, like, it looks like space sushi. It feels like space actually, sushi, it's right? uh it's the Galadarians from Tech Jacket. Oh shit! You're right. Is it Galadarian? You're restaurant right. From, oh shit! Oh my it's a Galadarian yes. restaurant from from Tech Jacket. That's where you're it is. right. Oh, that's Which awesome. We know that they can eat Galadarian yeah. food. So yeah, that's I so totally, cool. Yeah, Jacob, exactly. good call. Nice, mm-hmm. good pull. I I I I reread Tech Jacket and uh, Brit while uh, finishing this volume. <laughs> so. <you're welcome>. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, we get to see the end of her day. Next page, we get to see Mark's day. We get to see him spending time with Tara. The four stages of diaper change. Uh, it's so good. It's my favorite part. <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, yay. Love it. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Oh, God. 
<laughs> I love it. It's just like it's all the stuff that you love to see for this family. Mm-hmm. Like you love to see Mark being happy because he's gone through it. so much shit mm-hmm. in 22 volumes. And it's just nice. He's and he's a great dad. And he, he loves a great dad. dad. That's yeah. the best thing is that he, you know, a lot of times in fiction, you you classically get the male character who, you know, like will not outwardly. Dad. Yeah, will not outwardly right. show that he loves being a dad. You know, being a dad is a burden. Oh, being a husband is a burden. And or this worse, guy like the absentee it. dad. Yes, exactly. Like, it's it's always those two. You very rarely see a young male protagonist who loves being a father yeah. and loves being there for his significant other. And that is something so special about Mark Grayson. I think, I think that's such an amazing characterization of that guy. Absolutely. And it's, it's the same thing that works with uh, Spider-Man renew your vows. Like we love seeing these characters who struggle, just be happy. Yes. A perfect example is like Tara, like ripping up the comic books that Mark brought on his trip to, to live there. And she just like full on, just like in her mouth and ripped him up. And then the next panel is her is him playing with her, and the comics are thrown away. And the comics yeah. are trash. It, like, I didn't not, even yeah. catch that. He didn't that get mad. He didn't like get upset. That's awesome. He's just like you know what? Perfect. It's fine. Yeah. So Perfect. Cool. Yeah. So Perfect. at the Love end of the it. night, you know, they get to kind of yeah. He's a great put, dad. So good. They get to kind of put her down for bed, and I love this moment. This is. And it looks like he wore her out. She's exhausted. Quiet night tonight for her. And he goes, huh. oh, oh, <laughs> I love how sinister it is <laughs> for her. It's like, oh, wait, what are you? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it looks like they're they have grown. Closer. I still don't get it. Gro- mm-hmm. uh, ask, ask your parents. <laughs> ask your parents. Um, okay. It looks like All they right. have gotten development not just in you know their emotional and mental side of the relationship but also their physical side of the relationship they've mended those Mm -hmm. bridges and it's not like it's something that is instantly fixed but it's good Mm -hmm. to see growth and progress Mm -hmm. so very late that night mark is leaving with the rest of this like gigantic battalion like they have spared did, no expense to take Did anyone hear life. like the empire theme when they like saw this little page? Oh, yeah. It's the end of Attack of the Clones with all the clones lining yeah. up. And you're like, oh, the shit. The Clone Wars yeah. have just begun. Have begun. <laughs> and so we see Eve and Tara seeing him off. And I do, I really like Mark's suit without the cape. It's cool with the cape, but I like the- it without the cape <laughs> and the backpack. I think it's the cool. cape is there. Yeah, you can see it. The cape oh, is there. It is. You're under right. the backpack. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's, I love that the cape is under the backpack as opposed to the backpack being under the cape. You right. I think that's you're kind right. of amazing. I missed that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, and I love how, in retrospect, how kind of tragic this moment is. Yes. Because Mark, you know, hugs Eve, says goodbye, Tara. I love you. I love you both, and it's. The parallels here are kind of striking for a young soldier shipping off to war. Yes. Um, yeah. Or any kind of deployment. Like I'm, I'm a military brat, and growing up, there were long stretches of time where my dad wasn't around because he was deployed in another country mm-hmm. or in another continent, and so mm-hmm. this really spoke to me yeah. as well. Um, 
And I, I love the whole, you know, Olivier coming in and being like, you walk too much. <laughs> he just like floats in. Yeah. And so, which, which is going back to his earlier characterization when he was younger and he just kept flying. And Debbie had to keep telling him, like, stop flying. Like, you need to walk. Yeah. Stop flying around the house. Yeah. You need to walk. Yeah. Like, he's free to do it now. And I yeah, and I yeah. do like this kind of moment where Olivier is very much like volumes one through ten mark, where he's just like really excited to go punch some bad guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's just yeah. like, yeah, man, I'm fucking ready for this. And Mark is straight up like, this guy ripped off your arm and your jaw, Olivier. I'm serious. Like, you need yeah. to, you need to strap up. Like, we are gonna, we're going to war here. Yeah, and huge. Yeah, big big deal. Yeah. And Alan is not going with them, which I think is important because I don't know if the rest of this would have happened if Alan had gone with them. No. True. Yeah, yeah. Um but, I think it's uh, it's very interesting. Um but also that's just not what Alan does anymore. That's right, the thing like, because he's he's, yeah. he's a leader. He's a leader. He's yeah. Leader. He yeah. he the is general. the leader of the free, you know, universe if you will. Like yeah. it this isn't his job, you know. He's not a soldier anymore. Yeah, he's yeah. I and I love that. I love that touch. Uh, also, a great conversation with Eve and Alan, it's where he's like, "Hey, listen, if you get lonely, like you know, give me a ring. I'm pretty awesome." <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, you know, I'll keep that in mind. And I think it's <laughs> it's cool to see that friendship develop. I right. yeah, because you never get to see the two of them interact. Yeah, exactly. And I like yeah. that a lot. That's cool. And so everybody ships out. Pun intended. Um, uh, as the thank you, even sick, I can still pun it out. So good. I can still bring the punishment. <laughs> so everybody is <gasps> on. The- <laughs> uh, <laughs> so everybody is the, kind the of back. they're heading. Up- <laughs> you always are. So they're heading out, and they're uh, you know Mark and Olivier have another quick conversation, which I think is really good. This is a very good. Um, a balancing conversation for both of them where he's like look i am allowed to worry about you like i'm your older brother like this is what i do and olivier says like i just it makes me feel like i'm just some stupid kid like i know i was reckless and i know i was a little crazy when i was younger i'm not like that anymore i'm older i've done a lot since i came to telescria <laughs> And it's like you can you can tell that there's been growth there. Yeah. And I love that he's aged like a fine French wine. He's mm-hmm. doing well. Mm-hmm. And so they arrive on this planet. <laughs> Thank you. They arrive on this planet where uh, we had seen before. And I I really I know it, you know, we mention it all the time, but I love the kind of um, growth and muscle definition that you can see on Mark. Yeah, like Ryan Otley Mm -hmm. has done a phenomenal job showing the difference across time, across this whole series of him gradually building muscle Uh into that like stacked frame that he has. It's going from Spider-Man to Nightwing. Like uh basically like uh, Oliver is like the before pick and Mark is the after pick now at this point. Absolutely. And so they get to this planet. They find the spy. They're like, what happened here? He was like, look, Space Racer got found. They left. Like, we don't know where they are. And so they're searching the entire planet. Mark finds his way into a cave. 
Mark finds his way into a cave. He's like, hey, like mm-hmm. this goes really deep. They might be down here. And my thought initially when reading this was like, they somehow got their entire ship down there and they're waiting for him. Like that was my first thought. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, that'd be and Mark's going to be by be himself in this dark area. That would be terrifying. Mm-hmm. But what no. happens is maybe even worse. Maybe even worse. <laughs> it, no, it, it actually is worse. It's, yeah, it's yeah. better and it's worse. Yeah. <laughs> so he eventually finds the bottom of this very well-lit cave and he finds this weird, like, all I can describe it as is this, like, Dr. Seuss-looking thing. Yeah, it's, is, like, it's the heart of the TARDIS from, uh, yes. from Doctor Who. Absolutely yeah. it is. Yeah, It's the heart of the TARDIS. It's what Clara stepped into, you know, and everything. Yeah. Yeah, and so exactly. he's like, what is this thing? And he's like, what are you? Some kind of alien lamp? And he's like, why are you getting brighter? And then it like reaches out, surrounds him. And all of a sudden, we're back to the opening panels of issue one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Listener, this fucked my shit up. Like, <laughs> so this is not what you expected, right? Even going no. in, knowing that yeah. the title of this volume was reboot, this was not what you I thought it was going right? to be more of a yeah. spiritual reboot. Like, hey, they're on Telescria now. Like, it's going right. to be a reboot exactly. of like that. Now it's going to be about yeah. Telescria. Mm-hmm. No, I was shocked. And I was, I texted these guys after finishing reading this, just like, what the fuck is this? Like, I was absolutely just uh-huh. not prepared for this. So we go into chapter 124. And, An amazing uh, cover that has amazing uh, cover. Mark in classic suit. It yeah. has Debbie and Nolan in the corner. It's got Eve and Rexplode. It's got Present Robot. Base. It's got First Appearance Alan. It's got Duplicate. It's a part of a three-part like Trip Dark cover yeah. that they do for the for the reboot, which is uh, Eric's Zoom background right now. It is, uh, and for and for an some reason, Trip Dark, and and for some reason, Alan is looking the most malicious and evil he's ever Look looked a little in this entire yeah. series. Right? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that it weird? Looks really weird. Uh, and the top of the issue says a superhero comic or a superhero universe so well constructed it doesn't need a reboot because it says on the cover you know reboot part one of three <laughs> love it so we pick back up with the inciting events of this series. the series the teenage it's teenage mark sitting on the toilet reading a science dog and again looking shrimpy looking shrimpy yeah. this is exactly what i was getting his hair is short and everything yeah he looks he did like like ryan otley really duplicated yeah what Corey walker did in the in the first issue these these three pages look so close to Corey walker's style in those first like six issues yeah it's amazing and you can amazing if you don't know better you could take this as holy shit this is the status quo now like this is it Mm because we've seen this before Mm -hmm. we've seen one more day and brand new day We've Uh seen reboots like this before. And so it is not out of the realm of possibility that this would happen. And so I was, yeah, (laughs) sorry. Getting too excited. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. (laughs) Excitement is normal. This is very exciting. No, no. I, I genuinely thought that too. When I like picked this up, I was like, holy shit. Are we just, yeah. Is this, am I just going to get 120 some issues now of just like re uh, revisiting the issue, the, the choices that have, that would have been like, what the fuck is going mm-hmm. on? Though, as we come to find out, it wouldn't take that long to make those con- to make those choices because Mark absolutely disregards any of the 
any yep. of the rules of time travel by immediately meddling. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I love that for him. I think Me that's too. amazing because yeah. he to to make a current X-Men reference. He is not a time traveler in a sense. He is Moira McTaggart. Exactly. He remembers everything from his past life. And so he says, OK, I know where we can fix things. I, I can speed this along. Maybe I got to figure out what's going on with me, but I can fix things. I can change things yeah. for the better. So also, this issue is him repairing things, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also loved seeing uh, our boy Connell pop up in the second panel of the school scene. Uh, yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. I completely forgot. It's absolutely right. him. That's 100% yeah. Connell. Yeah, uh, Mark meets up with Eve, who he has never met in this timeline. And, and like, calls her Eve, and she's like, why do you know my middle name? Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. Because yeah. in her day-to-day life, she goes by Samantha. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. she's like, hey, like, I don't know you. And he's like, I, I know you. Like, can we just please? I really need your help. And he almost outs her as Adam Eve. She's like, stop. I know a place. And we go to this familiar spot where the two of them first, yeah. like, suited up and went on patrol mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Yeah. No one looks up. No one looks no up. No one ever looks up. And we head to the teen team headquarters where we find my old friend, our old friend. The real Rex. The real real Rex. Rex. The only Rex. The only Rex. Rex explode, baby. The real Rex. Explode, baby. <laughs> yeah. And so, Malcolm, you were saying this is where the Manzukis really, really steps in. Yeah, this is where you really hear Manzukis. It, it just fits. I don't know. He he shows up. And he's like, "Who the hell is this jerk?" You know, and <laughs> is, <laughs> and you know, Mark's like, "Listen, like, hey, I'm not here to hurt anybody. Like, I haven't been spying on anyone. I'm from the future." <laughs> yeah, I love, love that Mark is tied up by Eve. Like, Eve has him bound by his legs yeah. and arms, just completely yeah. like, "Hey, this guy's being weird." And those all yeah. us, so. Um, <laughs> I think he's dangerous. I love it. I love it. So the rest of the team team arrives. Mark is still like, I know you. I know you. And you were there and you were there. Yeah. He's Dorothy. (laughs) Yeah. And then Robot shows up. And Mark immediately tenses up. And so he's like, hey, like I'm from the future. And she's like, no, like, I don't know what you're talking about. And Robot says, you know, what's going on here? And Mark immediately dives into like the deep cut stuff. He's like, you, you're not even a robot. You're born deformed. You're in a lab across town. You live through this robot construct. Your name is Rudy and robot stone faced is like, that's true. And nobody could know that. So cool. I like that you say yeah. stone faced. Yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he actually expresses himself like. Like what is what is the other but, only expression? But in those early days, you know, that blank expression would have a lot of weight behind it, you know, yeah. and that's that's an interesting thing that's been lost with Robot or purposefully lost with Robot, really, given that we know where he is as a person now, which is really interesting. With all of his Lex um, Luthorisms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we go to the next page, and they got the first bad guy, the teacher yeah. who was. Uh, strapping bombs to all of his students and blowing them up randomly and he doesn't die yeah no one dies no one dies yeah mark is fixing shit yeah he did yeah he is this is this is a second chance 
It's yeah. not a reboot. It's a second chance. Yeah. Which is really interesting. And so Robot makes a very, uh, he has kind of an epiphany here after they're all talking about it. Back at Teen Team headquarters, he's just like, look, I never wanted you to find out about what I really was. Some of that was because I was worried you treat me differently. The truth is I don't relate to people on a normal level. Uh, if you're a River, Riverdale fan, this is where Jughead went, you know. I'm weird. I, I'm weird. I'm weird. Look at this hat I'm wearing, Betty. Who wears a hat like this? This is weird. I'm a weirdo. Riverdale seasons one through four now on Netflix. Um, he yeah. says the truth is, he says that scares, you know, the truth is I don't relate to people on a normal level. This is something I am acutely aware of that scares me because I worry I'm going to make a decision, do something that I feel is the right thing to do, but my lack of humanity is going to cloud my judgment, allowing me to do something very bad. And Mark has no poker face. Mm -hmm. And Robot picks up on it immediately. He's just like, you know, what did I do? And Mark's like, no, I can't. I just, that put some things into perspective. I should probably be going. I don't want my parents to worry while I'm still figuring this out. And then he says, you know, then Robot's like, you need to be very careful. Like save lives, you know you can save. You have to do that. But don't get too creative. You need to be careful. I just worry that by trying to fix something, you could just as easily make things worse. And right then, Mark gets his powers back. He's able to fly home. And then we see a very different conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same, same panels and stuff, but it's just slightly different. Mm-hmm. And the same outcome it. at the end from Debbie, which I Ex- really love. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, so yeah, we get a we get the the wonderful dinner conversation. Um, it's you know uh, Omni Man sitting there, uh, Nolan, I should say, because he's you know Nolan. Uh, Nolan's sitting there yeah. at dinner and is talking about what he did. You know, taking care of the dragon, and oh, you know, I guess I'll take a day off and uh, write that book because you know the publishers are hounding Debbie in the house. Debbie says, so uh, how was your day, Mark? And instead of Mark classically saying like, well, I got my powers today, so that was pretty cool. Uh, Mark just says, um, fine. Nothing exciting, the usual. And, uh, you know, then you get a classic Debbie of, that's nice, because you pass the potatoes, <laughs> which is so good. wonderful. So good. <laughs> and it's interesting, yeah. It's interesting that he didn't tell about his powers right then and there, too, you know, because of like... Yeah. Um, like what happened before too because, because so, he knows that that's the beginning now. of the inciting incident yep. yeah and and so you get mark flying out of his exactly. bedroom after exactly. dinner flying up into space frustrated yelling i'm ready for this to be over now which i i can't imagine like you know how how frustrating this would be oh yeah you know to have to relive your younger days again and no wanting to change stuff knowing you shouldn't change stuff just in case you actually are you know back in time like things will be entirely different um but i think that this moment is very important because this is kind of the moment where he says fuck it like i'm just gonna do it you know so he's up in the air and he said i'm ready for this to be over now okay it's not funny just stop whatever you're doing just turn it off let me go and he waits for a second and he says please and he's just standing there in, in air and nothing's happening. So he just flies off. And so he goes to Art, gets his costume, says, Art, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And Art's like, yeah, that's 
it was really easy, man. No one's really come to me with an exact design before. Right. Also, who are you? <laughs> exactly. Him, we see him busting up Titan. You know, we see mm. him busting up the Mauler twins with the team team. They bust D.A. Sinclair super early, yeah. uh, you know, mm-hmm. and which interesting thing of D.A. Sinclair saying my work is too important. You can't stop me. And Mark's like, don't don't worry. You'll get a second chance, you know, because he knows that Cecil's going to snap him up immediately. And then we got Mark exactly. just sitting in his room late at night. And he says, you're, you're making a difference. You're saving lives. This is good. This could be a good just thing. Trying to- and then he just kind of breaks down. He's like, God, I, I can't He's trying to do convince this. himself, yeah. He's trying to convince himself, which yeah. I think is amazing, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's his, his room is so bare, too, by the way. It's the yeah. most it's my most bare bones I've ever seen his room, actually. Which I think is also a very specific thing. It's it's the person on a mission. You know, he's he's clearly right. just there for a mission. There's the mission and nothing else. Right. It, you know, there's yeah. there's nothing else to embellish in his room, no personnel like. It's a very empty living, which I think is wonderful. And then this next sequence really kind of sells me on the old school invincible art because the colors are very old school, like first few volumes. Yeah, I love orange sky, hyper saturation, like, yeah, really bold colors. And the design of Mark here is so good. He's still got like the hair that's flipped back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Really great attention to detail by Ryan Otley on this. And they're fighting the Flaxons. Yeah. They're based, you know, the first time. I yeah. think the first time. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mark's just like, look, like we just need to hold them off. And robots like, I don't know. And Mark's like, no, no, no. Just trust me. Just trust me. They're going to start rusting up. They're, they're going to start like, aging up pretty quickly and then all of a sudden omni-man shows up i love it he's like oh crap and sees him right there in the air and omni-man's like yeah. mark he says <laughs> he's oh like, hi mark hi, hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny <laughs> oh man and so uh, and i love like that because i'm sure we've all been there where your dad shows up and you're doing something stupid and he's like we'll talk about this at home Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a get oh, get the fuck no. in the car. Yeah, yeah. So get the fuck in the car. And at dinner, Debbie immediately oh. clocks it. She's like, "Whatever's going on with you guys, you need to you need to deal with it." And so she's like, uh, <laughs> "She's like, I want it finished before, <laughs> before I have to get in the middle of it." Working yeah, out over dishes. I love the mom. <laughs> I love the work it out over dishes. I think yeah. that's beautiful. <laughs> and so they do. They talk about, you know, he's like, I, I was trying to figure out how to tell you. And Nolan's like, I've been waiting for this for a while. Like, why wouldn't you tell me? He's like, can we talk outside? And so they both go up and it's that we have to talk moment. But from the other he, perspective. He said it. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. The other perspective doesn't mean. Yeah. This this conversation, cool. thinking about it right now, I'm tearing up because I think yeah. it's so good. It's, it's beautiful. It's so yes. beautiful. And the way that he starts it is the best, like most heartbreaking way where yeah. he just goes, do you love me? And Nolan's just like, why would you ask me that question? Let's just fucking do it. Let's do it. Fuck it. Uh, Fuck it. Let's do it. So um, Jacob, <laughs> do it a lot. Jacob, if you'll be, uh, if you'll be Mark, Malcolm, if you'll be Nolan, uh, we'll start off. Yeah. We'll start up with uh, what is going on, son. And action. What is going on, son? Mark? Do you love me? 
What? Why would you ask me that question? Because I need you to answer it. I need you to think about it. Really consider it. And I want you to know what your answer truly is. Okay? Me and mom, do you love us? Yes, I... I do. I truly love your mother and you. Deeply. You're both very important to me. Then listen to me, okay? Please, Dad. Please don't try to conquer the planet. And then no one immediately stone face and clenches the fist. And that's the end of your issue? Fucking boss. So cool. So cool. So cool. So cool. Yeah. And so then you get the next issue, which the the, the cover uh, is the second part of that triptych image. It's Nolan Bloody standing in front of all the Guardians of the Globe and there's Rhiannon in the back. Uh, and it's like OG Guardians of the Globe. So you got Immortal, yeah. you got Warrior Woman, you got Darkwing, uh, you got good the Martian. Darkwing. Yeah, yeah. Green good Ghost Darkwing. back there. Green yeah. Ghost all the way in the back. And then you get a continuation of the scene. Uh, Where, yeah, basically, like, Mark tells him all the things that's about to happen. Uh, I love how it starts. It's like, let me tell you what happens next. And then he, like, walks him through all the events of that first time around. And he says, you know, I know this sounds crazy, but I don't want to fight you again. I really don't want to. Page turn, he just just slugs him. Cold clocks. And in classic Invincible fashion, punches him in the left side of his face, and the glass breaks on his his lens. Shatters. Shatters out of the panel as well, which is something we've talked about that we love. I love it. And Omni-Man's just like, you can't defy the Viltrum Empire. And so they go for it. They, you know, Mark is on the defense. As much uh, experience and as much strength as he has accrued over his time, that's not, not in this body. Yet. He's not yeah. there yet. Yeah. And but so, he's able to adjust enough, just enough to like not cause I, much damage. So cool. And, and get away. It's actually so amazing. It's so cool. Yeah. Avoiding buildings. Like, like when they're going against time. to the building. Yeah, he's like, nope. <laughs> now, we, we've talked before about how in the show, the last fight is brutal. way more brutal than it was in the comic. Yeah. If we get to this moment, right. that's going to be so much more impactful. Yeah, it's going to be so gratifying. Oh, that yeah. is going to be so impactful. Oh, yeah. Specifically, avoiding going underground to the train, avoiding the building getting knocked no, down. Like You know what I can absolutely see them doing? Now, I can see it so clearly collapsing. in my mind is um, Nolan pushing uh, Mark towards a building and he looks back and we see the the mother and little girl yeah who died mm-hmm. in the building the first yeah. time mm-hmm. around and him oh, pushing yeah. him out of the way and avoiding the building mm-hmm. like yeah. oh mm-hmm. it's gonna be incredible mm-hmm. so mark is trying to outrun nolan again i love the color treatment on this i love how old school the colors feel so, i love yeah. how it really does feel like this is back in the past and art's just amazing just yeah. Art is 90% of the book. Come on. It's perfect. So it really is. Mark is trying to evade Nolan. And I didn't realize what he was doing at first. I thought he was like just trying to get him out of the city. And then he started like maneuvering. 
and he is eventually tackled and crashes through this mountain which also happens to be guardians hq yes you know omni man tackles him and he's like i won't stop until i've beaten some sense into you this plant's fate was decided the moment our people discovered it we'd only assure our demise by trying to save it and then you hear a mortal go omni man what are you talking about love this absolutely love this so cool love it so cool and so mark gives like the bullet points of the situation omni man like tosses him aside and then goes after the guardians and we see here and mark mentioned it um earlier in the uh in the conversation that he was like you take out the guardians fast and quick because that's how you know you can beat them and it shows in this fight because Omni-Man definitely gets some good hits in. Still punches uh-huh. through uh, Mortal's chest. <laughs> the, you know, <laughs> I never liked you. <laughs> Feeling was mutual. I love that. <laughs> Still got it. Still got that wonderful moment. Oh, oh man. My God. It's so good. And so Mark teams up with the remaining guardians. They're all hammering away at Nolan. And there's this great moment with Mark, um, which very interestingly kind of echoes some of the uh, promo art for the Invincible show. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The face down blood dripping from Mount. Bloody. Yes. Yeah. That is a very yeah. specific image that they use for the show. And it changed colors too. The yeah. the color mm-hmm. scheme for these two panels just just changed for a split second, and it was very interesting because I was just like, "Wait a minute! Did it just get knocked back into the cave?" That gives for you a split clue. second. It, yeah. yeah, that gives you the clue that something's up. And yeah. so, uh, we find our boy Red Rush has entered the hell chat, yeah. And he yeah. is, and they're all able to combine their forces to eventually um, take out Omni Man, and it's actually Green Ghost. That is the one that's ultimately able to disable him. I love it by phasing through him phasing and through. it just yeah. bodies it him. Messes his equilibrium up, which have we, as we've established, is it's the Viltrumite's weakness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love Warrior Woman knocks him down like with her mace, and he lands right net like parallel to the immortal, and the immortal just looks at him and just <laughs> dick (laughs) (laughs) so good so good and so all of a sudden after they've disabled him chained him up cecil shows up yes with with reanimation he didn't waste a single goddamn second cecil (laughs) stedman is an opportunist if i've ever seen one my man said (laughs) what And then Aquarius is there too. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Like, yeah. Hey guys. <laughs> I just got here. What happened? I just got guys. what happened? Guys. Did I miss the party? I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> so back at the Pentagon, uh, Mark gives Cecil his story, tells him everything. And Cecil's like, he's vibing with it. He's like, cool. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. He's like, I don't think I can, you know, help you get back to your time, but I think we're gonna work well together. And we see that Omni-Man has been imprisoned in the same cage that Monster Girl's son was. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get this very telling conversation between Mark and Nolan. Mm. It's upsetting. It's, it's the best. 
the the whole realization of Nolan talking to Mark about it and everything and going like you were right. Every time you were right, it just made me angrier and I I lost control. And it was just like, oh my gosh, yeah. all of this, all of this could have been done. <laughs> it's it, yeah, it's it's, it's a beautiful like awakening. It I love that it's canonically earlier than the awakening for that character before. And this is harder. Like it, it hits yeah. a lot harder yeah. for him. Of you know, him being like, if it weren't for you, I, I would have done horrible things. I know I would have killed the guardians and some of them, they're my friends. I even thought about how to do it, how I'd have to do it fast before I realized what I was doing because I'd want to stop myself. I would have killed so many and I would have lived with that guilt for the rest of my life. This planet changed me and there's no going back from that son without you. I, I don't know what I would have taken, what I would have done to make me realize that. So thank you and and it's again banger of an ending that's the end of that chapter banger. like come on like, like holy shit like no words it's so good it's like how does this happen and that leads us into the last chapter of this volume which opens with yeah. with uh mark sitting on the moon with alan because that's where we are canonically is that alan's showing up for his annual uh challenge of Arath. Right. Uh, is and, there and a uh, is, is there a caption on the cover? Uh, it's the same. So it's the same one that's been on the last three. A superhero universe so well constructed, it doesn't need a reboot. Uh, yeah. Which is again weirdly telling because this isn't a reboot, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is kind of yeah. wonderful. And the, yeah. the cover for this is specifically like the big knockdown drag out fight with Nolan and Mark. Uh, but we know that that's done now. That's yeah. a really good misdirect. Um, so yeah, they're they're sitting there and Mark's see scrawny me, Allen, scrawny ass Allen. That's the thing we're getting to see scrawny the younger Alan. version of all these characters. It's weird, you know. This is Allen before he gets punched in the eye by a baby, and we all laugh at. It. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's got so much to look forward. To. <laughs> he's got so much to look forward to. Uh, oh, yeah, you know. So he he's walking Allen through the whole thing, brings Allen to the Pentagon to see, you know, hey here's my dad we got him locked up but like honestly he's changed like he's an okay guy you know <laughs> like he's lived here almost 20 years exactly. this planet our way of life has changed him in ways he didn't even realize at first you know and no one's just like no it's true like i'm i'm an entirely different person i'm not i'm not crazy i'm not savage so no one goes off with alan to meet uh uh i can't remember the name of the lead of the coalition Thetis. Uh, Thetis, thank you. Thetis, yeah. Thetis, yeah. Thetis, Thetis. Thetis, something like that. He's going off with him. And I love this moment with him and Debbie. Because they actually get to have like that loving moment with him still in the suit that they never got. That's the thing. There's no love lost. Yes. There's no love lost. Yeah. But this is still the first time that Nolan's really in this relationship. Yeah. And it's, it's still very beautiful. Like it's, it's, Really well done. Uh, this this Super. entire story arc is so well done and so interesting. So but it's good. little moments like this, you know, of of it, when when he says, you know, uh, I love you, and Debbie's like, you say that like you've never said it before, and, and he's like, I, I never <sighs> knew how much I meant it before. I know. I'm sorry. I'll explain everything oh. when I get back, but things will be better. And it's it's oh, oh my god real oh, gut punch, heart <laughs> you know 
and then they go off to be the Nolan and Allen show much earlier mm-hmm. than they would. Way Nolan. earlier than they would, and I like it. This yeah. is the this is the modern reboot of the Nolan and Allen show. Yeah, I like it. it Nolan is, and Allen yeah. show 2015. <laughs> I <talk more> each <laughs> way. That's where we get the sick like <laughs> dubstep version of the of the theme song. Great. And so, um, uh, Cecil sends Debbie home. Uh, the two of you know Cecil and Mark have a conversation. Then we get another mo- fun montage. My favorite part of this montage is Doc Seismic. The doc it's seismic so just getting good. into his car. Yeah. He's, He's like, like, what the, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he was actually getting out of his car because behind I like him to is think Mount Rushmore. Getting out. Yeah. Oh, say, you're right. Yeah. Right. He had that moment. Yeah, yeah. That's at right. Mount Rushmore. At Mount Rushmore. I was going to say. That's right. So it's like him just getting out of the car. I love and- that he drove there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we find out that he drove there. What a what a nerd! Yeah, but we also get to see what the world would Art be like with the Guardians there. still around. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And when Sapiently, the uh, yeah. not a goddamn problem. With invincible to help. Yeah, Flaxen <laughs> yeah. shows up. Like he's got the team team and the Guardians, which I think is they very interesting. I think it's very interesting that Monster Girl is among them because she only joined the team after the guardians died monster girls right. among them and samson is in the power suit yes, yes. which Very also only happened after the guardians died yes. so it's interesting that some things still went along that level of progression right. it's very speaking interesting. of more things change more if they stay the same at one point eve gets blasted mark catches her sets her down they have a little flirty moment and we get that manzukas careful they're invincible that's oh. my girl so good like it's so good how good your impression is of that so (laughs) so mark comes home at night (laughs) debbie's like you know like you okay mark do you want to talk he's like no i've i've been doing a lot i just i'm just tired and he goes into his room and he again has the same moment where he knows he's done good but he has he's crying because he's stuck here and he's like i don't know like is this what my life is going to be now and they, you know, all of a sudden this otherworldly voice is like, but you've saved so many. And it basically and he, says like, oh, my God. Go ahead. Oh, man. Is this, the, no, the heart I, of the TARDIS I'm comes back. Getting emotional again, because every time I read this, I get yeah. really emotional. Uh, it, yeah. yeah, it's it's the heart of the TARDIS shows up in his bedroom. And he's like, you're, you're the thing. Yeah. You're the thing from the cave. And things like that. That is not important. <laughs> Do you not realize how many you have saved? You have undone so much death and misery. Why are you not pleased? And Mark's just like, this sucks. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> my life is gone. And and they talk, and it it's it it's it all boils down to one very specific thing. Uh, you know, the 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 phalanges, if you will, the the heart of the TARDIS. The, uh, the ripple effects about, of time and everything yeah. like that. Uh, pretty about, much but like, there is a there is a balance to the universe and it has been disrupted somewhere along the way things went wrong too many innocents have died we have seen the world change in their absence we exist outside of time we see all at once you touch so many your influence is vast we saw that if you were set on another path the balance would be restored but you have to choose 
This world you inhabit, your past, it is very real. The world you knew is gone. You have a chance to do things right, to save countless lives. But this path cannot be forced on you. That is why we gave you a taste of what can be, the good that can be done here. And Mark just says, no. <laughs> and they're like, what? No. Yes. Yes. He's like, I, I, I have a daughter. If I can go back, I have to go back. I can't do this. I have to choose. I, I'm saying no. And the yeah. thing freaks out. It, it clearly this, is stuck. In, this was not foreseen. You are pure. You are selfless. How can you turn this down? Like, yeah. Eve and I will get together. We'll probably have another child. But there's no way that child would end up being Tara. Choosing Ooh. this means killing my daughter. And, and the thing, this is, this is the moment where yeah. it asks, like, you would allow countless deaths you could prevent to occur just to save one life? And Mark immediately, next page, Mark immediately answers, yes, <laughs> with these really big, like, weeping eyes. Yeah. Like, yes. And, and, and the thing is so disappointed. It's... Uh, this reminds me a lot of. Have, have you guys seen uh, the World's End? Uh, 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 the the um Edgar Wright movie. The World's End. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been at, so at the, long. Big spoilers for the World's End, everybody. But at the end, when you find out, like, oh, okay, like the robots are here, like replacing people because they're gonna bring a better life. Like they're gonna bring a way better life and everything. Uh, you know, better quality of life. They're going to replace people because they will make people perfect. And, you know, yeah. Gary King and all of them are like, no, like, fuck that. Like, people are supposed to be imperfect. Like, every, every yeah. it's what Immortal argued last volume. You know, like, Earth is supposed to be imperfect. Like, you, you can't go and fix people like this. And yeah. and the the robots are just like, that's so disappointing. <laughs> it's, it's that same yeah. exact conversation here. You know, exactly. it's it's the true human spirit which is wonderful. Uh, but the thing says, like, you know, you were our last hope. And Mark's like, last hope for what? Like, you haven't even told me anything. You're just assuming I would do this. Screw you guys. It, exactly. that's, you, you're not even going to try. And the thing is yeah. just like, it, it's true that you're taking our offer would eliminate the existence of your daughter. Knowing that, we have only one question for you. Is there anything we could say to make you reconsider? And Mark pauses for a second and says, no. And then the thing says, then you have doomed this world. You are a disgrace. You are a disgrace. Oh, that so is my good. favorite part of the entire exchange. I love it's the just fact like, as you well that you are just, a disgrace. Yeah. He just, he said it without hesitation. Like the first opportunity that he could dip yeah. out of there. Like I need yeah. to go back to my wife. I need to go back to my little girl. Yeah. yeah like the, my daughter would not exist if, if I did this. Uh -huh. It's <sighs> Heartbreaking. And then and then he shot back into the cave. And we see as Mark exits the cave, some time has passed. And the mm -hmm. ship is wrecked. Yep. Something looking like he's on Jakku. Hell yeah. <laughs> Something happened. Wow. And he's just like, and I love the shot too. This was almost my background was just Mark just floating up and just seeing the wreckage and just saying, oh God. But there's something interesting about this is that the uh, the machine or the ships and stuff aren't just wrecked. They look like they've aged. Like if mm -hmm. you zoom in, you'll see some. They've rust calcified. Uh-huh. 
And when Which Mark, there, it, yeah. funny enough, like there's uh, earlier on with the Flaxen invasion, yes. there's a moment where a robot points out like, oh, these things Rust. are starting to calcify, like they're starting to erode. Yeah. And that's just great a really good writing. setup yeah. for you see this. That's great writing. <laughs> so freaking good. That is a good yeah. Chekhov's yeah, yeah, gun because yeah, yeah. that's the gun you didn't even know you had. <laughs> and so Mark flies back, <laughs> heads back to Telescria, and he arrives to find Eve on the balcony. You know, Eve is shocked to see him. He's like, hey, it's me. I'm sorry I startled you. Like, I was, there, there a whole lot of shit happened, like, but I'm going to tell you all about it. She's like, you're you're back. You're really here. The umpteenth time of explaining this again. <laughs> uh-huh. And he's like, I'm sorry. I know I promised this wouldn't happen anymore. I know I have to talk to you. These, these creatures, I was pulled through time. And he, like, jumps into the spiel of what happened, summarizing everything. And he's like, let me finish. I lived weeks in the past you were with rex and i just got my powers and it was weird and she's like you were in the past that's where you were and he's like yeah i and then it kind of like all starts to settle in on him and he's like i did something terrible but i i couldn't have done what they wanted but i'm oh god and he's like slowly starting to realize the gravity of the situation and then we get quite possibly the biggest gut punch in the entire series for me. Um, mm-hmm. Mark is kind of having this existential crisis and he says, you know, Eve asks if he's okay. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm really not. Uh, where's Tara? I need to see her. I need to hold her. And Eve goes, well, she's inside, but Mark. And then they hear the door slide. Mark turns and he's like, Tara? And there's this moment where he smiles and then all of a sudden, like his face contorts, he starts to cry and reading this, I'm like, what is happening? And legit that page turn where we see that it's not their baby girl anymore, that she's probably at least like five or six Mm -hmm. broke me, absolutely broke me in half. I was, I was visibly upset. I just, I kept, I just kept saying no. I had to put the tablet down. I had to put it away. Like this broke (laughs) me, especially after last issue or last volume. Oh man. How do you guys feel about that page turn reveal? I'm trying not to cry right now. So (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm still trying to get over it. From the first time from seeing it, I'm still trying to get over it from the first time I saw it yeah. uh, years ago. And like, it's so upsetting. This again, this is the last thing. Yeah, it's oh, this, 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 this is where you awful. this is where this you kind of stopped, thing. right? Yeah. Yep. Ugh. This was the, this is the last thing I remember is this big this big thing. And I just was dead. I, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't handle it anymore because that was it. It was it was done for me. It's rough. It's really rough. And Malcolm really actually rough. mentioned something very, um, very important is that the way that I'm experiencing this is not the way that the two of them experience this because I get this page turn reveal. I get punched in the stomach, knocked down, kicked a couple times and then thrown into a dumpster. But then I get to turn the page and find out what happens next. Malcolm and Jacob had to wait a month. Uh-huh. And I uh, can't- no, more than a month. More than because a month. This, so this is when when they <laughs> yeah, were doing yeah. 
They would do six yeah, issues this- across like seven months. By monthly? And then they would take like a two or three month yeah. break Holy to get shit. ahead. Oh my so, God. So like the letters page on this one specifically yeah. says like, yeah. we'll see you guys in April. Like it's like three Fuck. months. Ago. Yeah. 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 They let the us worst. sit with it. It was the worst. They let us yeah. sit with absolute it. monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Malcolm, what was your initial reaction to this? How did you feel? Really? About this? Truly. It, absolutely. It, it was hard. So backstory. Uh, I'm, I'm working at the comic shop at this point, right? Like everybody knows that. Uh, we get our books on Tuesday. You know, I get to read them Tuesday night. Invincible is always the first thing I would read, uh, you know, before Wednesday. And that night, I specifically remember that night I read that first, I put it down, and then I didn't read any other books that night. <laughs> I was like, I, I can't do any other comics right now. It was too upsetting. <laughs> this broke me. It broke me emotionally. <laughs> I know I would have been the exact same way because yeah. like this, I had to like take a second yeah. and like, yeah. oh man, it is, it's heartbreaking because, you know, we've had it, you know, it's this rule of three, right? There have been two times before where he's been separated from Eve in another dimension and <laughs> it's taken him either days or weeks. Uh, I think one of them was like months to come back, but this yeah. time he missed years and not just of their relationship that's happened before he used to, he missed years right. of his daughter's life to the point where she doesn't recognize him and literally yeah. asks are you my daddy and it <sighs> broke mm. me and that's the end of the volume fucked up <laughs> oh fuck tune up. in next week <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> this is this is real this is like the, the, real quick, this is this is my favorite um, volume out of the entire series. This is really? the, the, the best part. Uh, I could yeah, understand this that. Is, it's mainly so like real quick. Like uh, uh, time travel is my favorite sci-fi trope. It is Fair. my by far my favorite thing I have ever. I've always loved uh, like H.G. Wells's time. The time machine was like oh, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the first like literary classic I read in middle school. And to, to understand the concepts of time travel and everything like that with this was freaking me out. I loved every bit of it. And to get to, to this point, to, what's great about this is like you have to read 120 some issues to get to this one moment um, huh? that pretty much just you just freaks you out for the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, all the emotional punches from like everything from Angstrom Levy to the, to the Voltramite war, to the robot war, to everything. Nothing was ever as emotional and impactful than this, than this moment, uh, this volume. It's so, it's so incredibly well done and well visited um, in terms of like um, time travel and everything like that. That's what I, I genuinely loved about it. And uh, we're on clean slate. We're, we're on even territory now, Eric, because I don't know what happens now. I don't know what goes on. No, you and me, baby. I'm so scared. <laughs> but also, since you basically gave your final uh, thoughts on the volume, do you have a favorite part? Oh man, you you uh, it's it's honestly, it's a toss up between that double take a double page spread of Eve enjoying her day, and then Mark enjoying his time with um with Tara. Um, I would basically read a panel from the the Eve side. And then match it with the mark side and back nice. to the Eve side and back to the mark side. And I keep going back and forth until like you get to the end where basically it's just, oh, uh, 
Eve's on his Eve's on her way home. And then it's just right. Oh, she just arrived. I'm like, Hey, how was your day? And everything like that. That is uh, between that and just, just the whole, um, um, between that and like what was the ending there the, just the end the ending really just uh, uh the, yeah. the 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 heart of the tardis the heart of the tardis coming back and saying like you are a disgrace was also my favorite part just because yeah um i would have i would you guys have real quick would you guys have taken that choice would you have done what mark done because i would I don't. <laughs> in that situation i have no idea i honestly don't know i on i honestly would not be able to tell you that's that's the hardest decision I, to make. I think I would have sided with Mark. Yeah. I'm I'm you know I know I I'm know. selfish. <laughs> I don't no, no, that's not a, that's not even being selfish. It's it's a different kind like, of selflessness, honestly. Like it's yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe I really, it is being a little selfish, but for the good for the best reasons. But for the right reason, you know, it's yeah. still right. it's still right. in yeah. consideration for someone else's <clears throat> life. Yeah, it was basically weighing yeah. millions upon billions of people's lives against one life. Right. It's an impossible it's, decision. It's to make. But that but one, it could also so be weighing is your dog. Yeah. It, it could also still be weighing millions and billions of lives against millions and billions of lives because people True. change from loss. True. People change and grow mm-hmm. or you know lose themselves. Like the, everything would be. Yeah, different. we have no so idea really the ramifications of what this would have been. Yeah, it's entity unknown, you know. Yeah. It it's yeah. so I I don't yeah. know. It's that's why I say it's just a different kind of selflessness. That's yeah. Either way, that's a big burden. I, Mark, I don't know what I would be. Check. Mark being able to make that decision instantly without having to like spend an entire issue like thinking about it is incredible. Yeah. Incredible character moment for him for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Malcolm, your final thoughts on the volume and your favorite part? This it might not be my favorite, but I think it's my favorite storytelling wise. Um, I think just the going into the idea of the reboot uh, is just like, what the hell is that? But Robert Kirkman found such an interesting way to tell this story and mix that with with Ryan Otley doing such interesting artwork choices, making it look like Cory Walker's art. Uh, You know, it's I think it's so well told and it's such a. It's such an interesting story device. You know, time travel can be misused a lot in fiction. Um, and like, like I said before, this mm-hmm. wasn't a reboot. This is a second chance. And I think that's an amazing thing for them to use as a second chance. Um, my favorite moment is honestly maybe the Omni-Man stuff. I think the Mark Omni-Man stuff is so interesting. Um, you know, but otherwise, it's, oh, yeah. it's, the, it's that final confrontation with the heart of the TARDIS. It's it's the you're the you're a disgrace like that's that's amazing yeah, because yes. I I don't see that as disgraceful I see that as so heroic what he did <laughs> and it's two you very know? different also you don't really see that in other comics two very too, different yeah. perspectives yeah, no absolutely. you don't see that no. at all yeah yeah that was the thing that was really impactful to me was just as a new comic book reader reading that was just oh shit. You, the the hero should have picked like yeah i'm gonna stay here and we're just gonna yeah. continue uh, i'm just gonna keep doing what i do here because i know the future and i can save so many lives now um yeah. i i have to make that sacrifice no mark is actually a genuine human that human side in him just like no i have a daughter a daughter that mm-hmm. i love and i re- realize that i need to be with and i can't have this i can't yeah. be here 
for this. It's it's an yeah. interesting parallel to one more day, which we invoked earlier. It's an interesting parallel to one more day, uh, in a similarity and in a difference, sort of. It's very similar in, you know, it's choosing it's it's choosing, you know, a family member over a greater ideal. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, the, the sin of one more day is they didn't ask who the little girl was. <laughs> and they should have asked who the little girl was. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so Gross, that might never have happened. Really interesting. Uh, but yeah, this yeah. is a this is a gut punch of a volume. It's great storytelling wise, like I said, um, like you guys said, like incredible narrative. The writing in here is so smart. Um, clever, clever writing from Robert Kirkman. We've talked about it before, but he's so good at what he does. And I, you know, I know this is more of a general favorite thing, but I just love the art from Ryan Otley taking us back in time, making it feel different, even though it's the same artist using the same, um, same capabilities, same tools. So well done. Um, I agree. Probably the standout moment is that last conversation that he has with the, with the heart of the TARDIS. Um, and then, yeah, I don't think I will ever recover from that gut punch of Tara walking out and him have missed him having missed at least like five years of her life. Like it yeah. is horrifying. Mm-hmm. It is every parent's worst nightmare. Yeah. But again, yeah. speaking as a military brat, it felt strangely familiar. Yeah. Strangely uh, familiar. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that does it for volume 22. Um, a hell of a story. And it's only going to get worse from here, I can only assume. Oh, Next yeah. week, can... <laughs> we're going to be tackling uh, Invincible volume 23 entitled Full House. Here is the Aha. synopsis. Mark has returned from the past to a very different future. Now he has to pick up the pieces of his life and try to put them back together. So that's going to be Invincible issues number 127 through 132. Real quick, did you see who the artist is on that? Yeah. No. That's right. So you should look and see who the artist is on this volume. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, we're getting our boy back. Oh, my the God. Six, yes. So the next six issues are drawn by Corey Walker. Yes. That's a, an entire volume of Corey Walker again. Yes. I love it. I love Ryan Otley. I will continue to sing his praises to the moon and back. Um, but weirdly enough, this feels like a good time for Corey it Walker is, to step in. It is the most appropriate time because Ryan Otley at this time was getting ahead on the last 12 issues. Because listeners, we have... Three. Including next week's volume, we have three trade paperbacks left. That's right. There That's are right. 18 issues left to this series. I'm not Which ready. Means Malcolm Weir. Almost there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, this is this is crazy. This is crazy. Um, we've we've been through an Odyssey and we've got three more chap or three more volumes left. And uh, it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. There's no telling what's going to happen next. Literally no telling. So tune in next week for uh, volume 23, Full House, issues 127 through 132. But for now, for the rebooted Guardians of the Globe and the one 
True Racks. I am Eric Azana. I'm Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I'm Jacob Brown. And we will see you next time. And listener, you're not a disgrace. Why are you looking at my girlfriend? Stop, this is, dude. This is the volume that you could really hear Manzukas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, why are you looking at my girlfriend? <laughs> that is a spot on Manzukas. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I've so. listened to a lot of How Did This Get Made. <laughs>